Okay. Oh, where am I? Oh, that's right. I'm recording. Why is your camera so high? I can barely see your neck. I have a turtleneck on. <laughs> <laughs> that's not why. I know you have a turtleneck on. I'm a floaty kid. <laughs> it looks like you green screened yourself. Like you're... I look like a tomato wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> I can only see just your sweet little face. Your hair is dark. Your sweater's dark. There. Your chair, the couch behind you is dark. Okay, I literally better. look like a tomato wearing a turtleneck. That's what. No, you don't. Yes. It's not even tomato red. It's like burgundy almost, at least in this lighting. No, my, my, my face is tomato. No, your face is flesh. <laughs> Um, okay, hi, welcome, welcome back. I'm Cassie. And I'm Tiffany. And this is Happy Hour Gets Weird, a one and done episode. Take off your bra and hang out a while. Yes, I've already taken mine off and I have no pants on. Yay, just a turtleneck, no pants? <laughs> just just a tomato wearing a turtleneck, that's all. It's a specific look to have a turtleneck on. 2022 fashion is all about fruits and vegetables wearing knitwear. Zero pants, but your neck is covered. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay, so we're getting coming to the end of our Vegas block, and this is a one-and-done episode. Did I say that? I'm repeating myself. Um, so I am drinking. I found this at the store, and it is called Crispy Pig Whiskey Bloody Mary. In a can? In a can. A Whiskey Bloody Mary? Yes. I, th- I, f- I felt like it fit right into our alcohol. Um, oh. I made a Jack Daniels Bloody Mary once while bartending, and it smelled so terribly, terribly bad. Okay. Is there syrup in this? Syrup? What? Like waffle? Yeah. Waffle what syrup? What is going I on? Meant maple syrup. Ingredients. Filtered water, whiskey, tomato paste, maple syrup. What in the fuck are you drinking? Oh, my. I can taste the maple syrup. Okay. First of all, whiskey and tomato juice don't smell great together why are we throwing in maple syrup is it good what does it taste like it's super sweet it's good but it's sweet it's like does it taste tomatoey yes but almost like a barbecue sauce it's almost like chicken and waffles in a can that's weird but it that's what it tastes like because it's like a barbecue sauce with like that's the tomato and the sweet, and then you have the whiskey, and then it's mm-hmm. kind of peppery. I don't know. This is one of a kind. <laughs> okay, so that is Crispy Pig uh, out of San Francisco, so give it a try. If you're a one of a kind kind of gal. Like Cassie, turtleneck, no pants. A tomato wearing a uh, cable knit sweater, drinking a chicken can waffles in a can. <laughs> This is the drink for you. You know what? It says shake. Oh, my God. You didn't shake it. You're probably just drinking the whiskey and the maple and all the tomatoes on the bottom. I feel weird shaking a tin can like it's going to explode. I agree. I wouldn't have naturally thought to shake it. I think you should maybe pour it into a glass and then it'll. Well, I don't have a glass. I do have a candle holder over here, but. (laughs) Pour it into the neck of your sweater. (laughs) That is a good idea. A turtleneck with a <laughs> internal cup. I'm the MacGyver of mixed drinks. Maybe if I throw it back really quick, it'll mix in the, I don't know. Or give it a little twirl. Oh, yeah. It's getting less sweet. I should have shaken it. 
Now it's getting spicy. Oh gosh, this is like a layer. This is a what is that? A trifle? A trifle <laughs> in a, a can. <laughs> yeah, I really um flubbed that one up. Sorry, crispy pig. Uh, I'm gonna do a whole episode where I just make you eat weird stuff, and that's gonna be the whole episode. Okay, that was a journey. That was a journey we just went on. <laughs> um, wow, I the oh bottom God. of that I'm sure is not gonna be what I expected it to be. But anyways, enough about that. Let's talk about Vegas, baby. So I thought the last one I'd done in this series would be, uh, it'd be kind of fun if I just went through a weird, a mini weird tour guide to Vegas. Love it. And not many people know this about me, but I am a fucking nerd for like museums and experiences. If mm-hmm. I go visit a new city, I want to see at least one museum. I would spend every day going to museums if I could. Um, so I added a couple museums and a couple speakeasies and an art exhibit. Perfect. Sounds like a perfect day in Viva Las Vegas. All right. So the <clears throat> the sources for this episode, <laughs> at, my brain was trying to figure out what the word was. It took me a while to compute that. Hard travelnevada.com and then they have a section that is weird nevada this website if you want to travel to nevada is so cool and it is a must do when planning your trip in my opinion the next one is thrillist.com vegas speakeasy bars so the first stop on this weird tour guide is mas por favor so at first glance, Mas Por Favor looks like a bright, open taqueria in Chinatown, which is pretty great all by itself. But off to the side is a secret hallway modeled after a drug tunnel with bags of cocaine, quote, cocaine as decoration, <laughs> leading to a dark but wonderfully vibrant speakeasy parlor. The talk. The cocktails skew towards tequila and mezcal with a dynamic variety of flavors. Another option is a red or white sangria, which is supposed to be pretty good as well. You can even order the same delicious tacos that you can get in the taqueria, and you can request a dusting of hot Cheetos. I want to go here. Okay. I So do I. I have one of those faces... Well, tomatoes are very non-threatening, so <laughs> I have one of those faces that people assume that I want to hear their life story and what they have to say. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's odd, and sometimes it's wonderful. When mm-hmm. I last time I was in Vegas, I went to an art exhibit, and the security guard must have thought that I was a tomato who liked conversation, and he started talking to me while I was waiting for the rest of my party, and he told me. That Chinatown is a hidden gem in Vegas and tourists hardly go there. And it is a must do when you go to Vegas. Oh, wow. I know. So that is on the top of my list next time I go. Definitely. Uh, That's a good tip. I like to go to non-touristy places, you know, off the beaten path when I'm in a new place. Me too. 
Also, I really like how this episode took on a tomato theme that I was totally not expecting. <laughs> and it's, is it subconscious because I'm drinking a Bloody Mary? I, I don't know, but it's working for me is all I'm going to say. Okay. So the next stop on this bizarro tour of Vegas is the Haunted Museum, started and curated by none other than Zach Baggins. Do you know who Zach Baggins is? The ghost, I think, ghost adventures guy? Yes. Glasses, hyperactive, dramatic. Yes. All black. Yes. Kind of buff. Is he? I'll have to look next time. I think so. Uh, Noise. (laughs) (laughs) No, just kidding. I won't do that again. All right. In the heart of vintage Vegas, just a mile off Fremont Street, is one of Vegas's oldest haunts, literally. In 2017... The eccentric Zach Baggins, which this I, I'm reading this from Weird Nevada, so this is mm-hmm. um, they didn't say who wrote the article, but I don't know if he's eccentric or not. Probably, he converted a 1938 built mansion that has a reputation for being haunted, and he made it into a 30 room museum packed with paranormal artifacts. So it he has Sharon Tate's wedding dress, a bedeviled case of creepy puppets. He has a collection of what are to be the most haunted items in the world. He even has a staircase from the House of Horrors that was somewhere in the Midwest and they demolished it in 2014 and he bought the staircase, including the dirt under it, and moved it to the museum. This makes me want to go to Vegas even more. Okay, so I was going to suggest this at the end of the episode, but Mm -hmm. you clearly cannot wait. Sorry. (laughs) I think we should, for our next birthday, we should do a trip to Vegas. Let's do it. And we should do all of these. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm in. We should have actually saved that for the end of the episode. Cassie pulls another warm NATO. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So this is a really creepy. And you can, at night, you can take a flashlight tour. So it's completely dark and you just use a flashlight. <gasps> oh, that's scary. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'll go in the middle of the day. Thank you so much. Uh. But it's so scary and it's caused, you know, like people to be scared that he requires you sign a medical release. What? And you have to be, I think, 16 and over to even go. That's pretty dramatic and I like that. I feel like I'm going to make people do that the next time I have a party. Yes. Sign a medical release? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And what's really cool about this museum is it's close to the art district in Vegas which is supposed to be super cool. Uh, They have a fire-breathing praying mantis that was debuted at a Burning Man once in the middle of the art district. And they have a bunch of galleries and a bunch of art shows and a bunch of like funky bars and restaurants. It's it's super cool. I didn't go, but it's... You're saving it for me. It's fine. Yes. I love areas like that where you can walk to different little spots and look around and then walk to the next spot me too and one thing I've noticed about myself getting older and kind of on this journey of who who I am as a person and as a tomato well yes um I must stand out amongst the other tomatoes 
And <laughs> I really have started to enjoy buying artisan pieces, whether it's a piece of pottery or a beautiful serving dish or a beautiful piece of art. I find that I really enjoy that as a tomato. As a tomato and as a nice young woman. <laughs> Middle-aged uh, woman. I- I totally agree with you. And I think that sometimes people think that you have to have, uh, be ready to spend a lot of money when you want to buy art. But so many artists are at all different price points. Right. Especially with the way things are now with, you know, online shopping Mm -hmm. or Etsy. And you can find a piece of art at any price point is the point I'm, I'm slowly getting to here. I... I love a scenic route. (laughs) Um, All right. The next speakeasy on this tour is called Here Kitty Kitty Vice Den. I love it. (laughs) Me too. And this is in the Resorts World Hotel and Casino. I actually Mm -hmm. don't know if it's a casino, but it's called Resorts World. And I heard about this Actually, the last time I went to Vegas, I was in a speakeasy and there was a couple there and we struck up a conversation and they Mm -hmm. were trying to hit all of the speakeasies in Vegas and they told me about this one, but I didn't make it. I ran out of time. So fun. Do you still have the pictures that you sent me of your cute cocktails? I do. You should post them. I will. And and tag the the speakeasy because they were so cute. Oh my gosh, they were so cool. So this is hidden behind a small convenience store at Famous Food Street Eats Food Hall. Here, Kitty Kitty Vice Den is a speakeasy with a sweet side. The lounge sets a mood with string lights, brick walls, and Asian decor. Cocktails are divided into two categories on the menu. The Cat's Meow, which are sweet, colorful, and fruit-forward, and Liquid Courage, a collection of modified classics. Or you can ask your bartender to come up with something interesting on the spot. I like how that menu is organized. Me too. And I love a good pun. Pun's always intended around here. Yes. How to get in. So you look for, you're in Resorts World and you look for a small convenience store named Miss Meow's Moloch Stall in the middle of the famous food Street Eats. One of the shelves, usually stocked with potato chips, pushes open to reveal the speakeasy. Whoa, it's so hidden. I know. I I love it. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to try to do this and end up in like a closet that I'm, and then just get locked in there. <laughs> I'm just in the Walmart shipping container headed to like <laughs> Ohio or something because I tried to find a speakeasy at Walmart. The next museum on this weird tour is the National Atomic Testing Museum. When the threat of nuclear weapons loomed during the 1950s, a whopping 928 atomic tests were performed in Nevada. Wow. Yeah. Interestingly, this sparked an allure and launched a bizarre new kind of tourism, watching the blast while clinking glasses. You can turn anything into a cocktail party if you try hard enough, you know? I mean, nuclear warhead testing? Why not? It sounds fun. The National Atomic Testing Museum, a Smithsonian Institute affiliate, investigates the science, history, and pop culture of one of our nation's more controversial periods. Among its detailed interactive displays, don't miss rare oddities like an authentic nuclear reactor, 
a backpack nuke, and other personal atomic weapons. I mean, do we need personal atomic weapons? Uh, absolutely <laughs> <What>? not. <laughs> what does this What does this mean? Like, they are in a backpack? I mean, it is a pen with atomic waste in it, and you push a button, and it literally blows the entire world up. Let's let's give that to someone they could (laughs) just put it in their pocket oh this is probably why there's so many ufo sightings around las vegas they might be attracted to radiation that's a theory but this is just the tip of the nuclear iceberg because there is a top secret tour of nevada national security site and the nevada national security site which is formally known as a nevada test site this location is located this location is located (laughs) (laughs) this is located 65 miles north of las vegas and this is where the scientists actually conducted hundreds of the above and below ground nuclear tests from 1951 all the way till 1992 Mm -hmm. this is a super secret tour It is in high demand, and it books up about a year in advance. And you have to go to this super nondescript secret website to get registered, and then you get registration packets. It's really secret. So be careful. You might end up in prison after this. I just, (laughs) I'm a little worried about it. Visitors can count on accessing over 250 miles of the national security site an area that's otherwise completely off limits to the general public. Tour participants are required to complete a badging form and possess proper identification in order to partake in the tour. And what will you see on this very top secret tour? You will be taken to Mercury, Nevada. As a Nevada test site was 65 miles north of Las Vegas, when nuclear testing began in 1951, All the workers needed a bit of a home base that didn't require them to drive 120 miles a day. As a result, the community of Mercury was established and used for such home base, said home base. So they didn't actually live there. They stayed there overnight if they didn't want to drive home or stayed there during the week and then went home on the weekends. So Mm -hmm. this was actually a tiny little town. It had every amenity that a town could have it had a maintenance shop a healthcare area a cafeteria a movie theater a health center an eight-lane bowling alley an olympic-sized pool and even a chapel wow and it still stands today and you can take a tour through it that's cool and it's like 1950s style i feel like this should be an airbnb situation a lot of cool places are opening up to Airbnb. I just heard that the Home Alone house is now an Airbnb for one night a year for $25. I heard that too, but I didn't actually click the link. So is this true? I'm not sure. Well, I'm sometimes I get confused. The Onion is really good at what they do. And sometimes <laughs> I'm scrolling and I think it's a real news headline. And it's actually just from The Onion. The Onion and Huff posts, posts look exactly the same. They do. And Onion is so good at what they do. <laughs> <laughs> They'll also take you to Frenchman Flat. And it's a dry lake bed where above and below ground nuclear tests were conducted, including Annie, the very first test. Today, you can see remnants from another town that they built specifically to see what could withstand the blast. 
and it had a bank vault, a motel, private residence, infrastructure, train tracks, and more. That's pretty much all that's left is like the bank vault, the train tracks, and it's just like a whole town that was like melted from radiation. Wow. Yeah. Another one is a sedan crater, and it's one of the largest man-made craters on Earth. It was formed in 1962, and the experiment incorporated a 104 kiloton thermonuclear device and the underground detonation, and it moved 12 million tons of Earth and created this crater. That's nuts. I know. So this is super top secret. It's super cool. I really want to go. I actually think my husband and even my dad would enjoy this. I want to go with my dad because I think he would think this is cool. Yeah. But it's so top secret. I want to list off what you cannot bring to this. Like you literally cannot have these and you are subject to random search and seizure. Okay. Cell phones. Mm -hmm. Cameras. Camcorders. Bluetooth enabled devices. Binoculars laptops, data storage devices, recording devices, pets, controlled substances, obviously, guns, obviously, GPS, chemical irritants, and any other item prohibited by law, which makes sense. Why did I think you were going to say bananas when you said binoculars? Because <laughs> I'm wild and crazy. So that I think that is super cool. That... um. I want to go there. That is cool. Have you gotten to the tomato of your layered drink yet? It's still really sweet. It's getting spicier as I get to the bottom. It's interesting. I think that this would be really good over ice. I'm drinking it out of the can with a bunch of garnish, but I know how you hate it when I eat and record, so I decided against the garnish for you. You're welcome. For everyone, nobody, <laughs> nobody, there's maybe 10% wants to hear somebody chewing. And if that's your, if that's your thing, you know what? Give us your info. We'll make a special Patreon episode just for you where Cassie just eats garnishes. I will do it. <laughs> Next stop is a speakeasy. And the name of the speakeasy is Datamosh. I've been to this one. This is off the strip. It's in what's called Area 51, and it is an art installation put on by Meow Wolf. So Area 51 is super cool, and anybody who goes to Vegas to visit, I recommend that you go to Area 51. It's a huge warehouse, and this is where I talk to the security guard. Out front, they have a big mm -hmm. art installation, and then it's a huge warehouse, and they have a bunch of stuff. They have a... Um, Mark of the Beast themed restaurant, uh, they which is super cool. I had one of those Korean cheese dogs where it's like mm, crispy and yeah. then it's really mm -hmm. stringy mozzarella. Oh, I so good. Sometimes I think about it. it sometimes it's all I think about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm doing bills and all I can think is like Korean dog. <laughs> Every uh, check you sign is signed with. Korean dog. Yes, I am at parent teacher conferences. Korean dog. It's just like Korean a dog. just think a little thought yeah. bubble. It's just a Korean dog in there. Your kids are like, "What's for dinner?" And you're like, "Korean dog." As you hand them spaghetti, <laughs> like everything over and over. Um, they have a booth that reads your brain waves, and then it like reads your brain waves, and then it puts it into computer, and then it basically tells you who you are. Weird. Yeah. They have an axe throwing exhibit. They had a, an interactive Van Gogh exhibit. 
they had a bunch of, they had a really cool pop-up clothing. It's like rave attire. It was really cool. But what we went for was Omega Mart, which is the art installation, interactive art installation. And this is where Datamosh is located inside Omega Mart. Omega Mart looks like a supermarket to the everyday person. And you walk in and you're like, okay, well, then you start to look closer and there's really disturbing details. So they had odd things on the shelves and it was all this huge interactive. I don't want to give it away because it's very interactive, but the pharmacy in Omega Mart is actually Datamosh. So you think you're going to this pharmacy and it's this really cool speakeasy. It is said to be a pharmacy that exists in another dimension. And Omega Mart itself is kind of like another dimension on top of like, it's really cool. I'm happy that you're not giving it away. Don't feel like you have to give it away because I want to go here and I don't want, I, I no spoilers. We, yeah, I won't spoil it because people do take it very seriously. We spent mm-hmm. like two hours in Omega Mart. An hour and 45 minutes I spent in the speakeasy. Uh, the other people I went with, <laughs> they did the whole Omega Mart experience. Uh-huh. The drinks are playful. Some are served in a wobbly silicone cup. Others come in a container that changes color based on the temperature. And some even are sprayed with a blue raspberry float that comes in a bottle that looks like a Windex bottle. It was just really cool. And the service was fantastic. And the bartenders were great. They were good at their job. And it was it was really cool. I recommend that. The whole Area 15 is a must-do. That would be a really fun place to work at, I'm sure. It, I, I agree. It was pretty cool. Obviously, after you work anywhere for a while, the shine kind of wears off. But I feel like also if, if you're somewhere like Vegas, you're always going to meet new people because there's so many new people coming into town all the time. Yes, yeah, and the security guard there probably loves his job because he was, you know, friendly and was telling me about, you know, how many people does he get to talk to every day? Probably hundreds. It was it was cool. Yeah. All right. The next museum on this tour is the Neon Boneyard. And this is in downtown Vegas. And this is another museum that could only exist in Las Vegas. What began as a storage site for defunct neon signs has grown into a full-fledged neon museum, complete with a visitor center located in the salvaged and refurbished mushroom cloud-shaped La Conca Motel lobby. More than 800 rescued historic neon sign pieces from 200-plus Las Vegas properties sprawl across the two-acre boneyard, and you'll recognize some. Caesar's Palace, the Moulin Rouge Hotel, the Golden Nugget, the list goes on. You can get a guided tour any time of day, but they recommend that you go at night when the lights are on. This is such a brilliant idea. Talk about instead of finding your niche or niche or however the fuck you say it, creating your own. You have these signs. You're in Vegas, which is basically like the freaking mecca of neon right yeah what so many neon signs there ask 30 million grasshoppers exactly we we've talked about the neon light situation yeah i thought it was a great idea too and i wish i would have gone to that 
Uh, so that's a must-do on my list. The next speakeasy is the laundry room. And this is near Fremont Street, which is kind of old Vegas. Commonwealth is a popular bar in the Fremont East District. But the laundry room, hidden behind the back wall underneath the stairs, carries the spirit of a true speakeasy. Originally, the laundry facility for the historic El Cortez Casino across the street, the intimate space accepts guests by reservation only, with a limit of four parties an hour, maybe even few now that we're during COVID. Browse through the menu for original cocktails with cool names like the deadpan and arsenic meets lace. Or just talk with a bartender about putting together a customized balanced libation based on preferences. No matter what you get, every drink is $17. <laughs> Water, $17. A pint glass of Goldschlager, $17. But to me, the experience is worth it. Oh, yeah. I And some people I know don't agree with this, but I very much will pay for an experience. I live in a small town, so the drinks where I live are going to be 10 times cheaper than if I go anywhere. Yeah. Like, I've definitely been to bars in San Francisco where the drinks were great, but most of the price was because of the ambiance yes. that I was in. Yes. And I'm totally fine with that. Yes. But when you do, when you go here, you need to pay attention to the house rules. No cell phones, no PDA, and no rowdy behavior. Those are my house rules as well, <laughs> and I appreciate them and respect them. I mean, PDA, I know you don't like PDA. I don't mind PDA in the way that it's kind of like a train wreck. You can't help but look away. You mean look at it? Look at it. Yes, I mean. Yes, look at it. Yeah. So to get in, first of all, you need to make a reservation. And you'll probably get on the Laundry Room's exclusive text list, which will be the best way to book visits in the future. Walk-ups at the entrance, a spray-painted door on 6th Street near Fremont. Could get lucky, but timing is everything. So it's really luck of the draw. Yes. Wow. I know. And that's like a true speakeasy to me. It's like exclusive mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe I only need to go once in my life, but I want to go at least once. Yeah. The next museum on this tour is Tom Devlin's Monster Museum. Slink, lumber, or lurch into this one-of-a-kind museum to oogle at unparalleled collection of used screen props. Oh, cool. Yeah. Creature suits, classic monster movie memorabilia curated by a passionate pro. A special makeup artist by trade, Tom Devlin has taken his monster-making career from ghoulifying forces on the X-Files. <gasps> Yes, to creating the creepy puppets and Puppet Master, and finally, here to share it with other horror flick aficionados. That is so cool. X-Files and the Puppet Master? Wow. Yeah. What a resume. During your visit, you can also get your hands and face on Devlin's line of Halloween masks, along with tons of other awesome monster merch. And a special tip about the Monster Museum you can order like a private tour and you'll get picked up in a hearst and they'll drive you to the monster museum and you'll get a private tour by tom devlin himself wow that's really cool i bet he has a lot of good stories i know 
the next up on our list is a twofer. It's a museum and a speakeasy. Okay. The Mob Museum. We've mentioned this throughout this entire series. Yeah, I have like 10 times because they put out so much good information that we used for our episodes this block. Mm -hmm. And this is a cool museum because even if you're not into true crime or the mob, it's just very interesting. It is. I mean, they cover, I mean, obviously true crime the mob but also there's so much history there if you're into history if you're into vegas if you're there's just so many different facets like they had information on the heist episode Mm -hmm. that we just did that i used them for my episode there so i think that they do branch out into different different crimes that happened Mm -hmm. and they're like cassie touched on old hollywood when she did her mob stuff i mean there's just a lot there so i definitely think that it's something that you should see even if you don't think it's necessarily your jam I think it might end up being your uh jelly (laughs) well it falls under so many categories American history history true crime mob history Vegas history judicial history judicial system history Mm -hmm. law enforcement history FBI Mm -hmm. history like it just you know bootlegging history heist history like just anything that you could think of the mob had their hand in it so it covers a whole spectrum and it's phenomenal the staff is phenomenal the exhibit is phenomenal I cannot recommend it enough now let's get to the underground which is the speakeasy in the basement of the mob museum so there's two ways to get there you can go through the mob museum and go to the basement and go in that way Or there's a speakeasy door around the outside that you have to knock on. And one of the two incredibly handsome bartenders will go to the door, open the slide, and yell, password! And then you could pretty much say anything and they'll let you in. (laughs) But it is dark and there's tall tables. And they have some of the coolest cocktails. I got a bathtub cocktail I can't remember the name of it. I took a picture and I will post it, but it was, they put an egg white in it. So it was kind of foamy like bath bubbles and Mm -hmm. they served it in a mini porcelain bathtub figurine. It was so cute. She sent me the picture. It was so cool. And it was basically a playoff bootlegging. They made a lot of alcohol in bathtubs. It wasn't just in the hills. Bathtub gin. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. Sounds a yummy. Uh, They have so many cool drinks and they have appetizers that are really good we got food too um i either way if you're going to the speakeasy or you're going to the museum go to one of them because it's really cool all right the last stop on this weird ass tour is called it's another speakeasy and it's called the ghost donkey and i've also been to this one i love the name it's in the cosmopolitan which I really like the Cosmopolitan. I didn't stay there. I stayed at New York, New York, which I also like because it's super kitschy and campy. Mm-hmm. But it literally looks like the streets of New York mm-hmm. in some parts. And I just think that is cool. I'm just a... That, that's fun. Uh, the branding is chef's kiss. The ghost donkey is tucked away in the back corner of the Block 16 urban food hall so think of like a mall food court 
is kind mm-hmm. of what it looks like. And it just seats a couple people. And this is where I met the couple looking for another speakeasy. And they told me about the one in um, World Resorts, Resort World. So the ghost donkey has Christmas lights dangling from the ceiling all year round. It is a tequila and mezcal bar specifically. And they serve five gourmet nachos. Okay, I'm in. Yeah. And this is a true speakeasy. You go into this food court and you go kind of down a hallway and the door looks like it's it's totally nondescript. It looks like a janitor's door that would go to a cleaning closet because it's in the back of the food court. By I'm for co- sure going to end up in a janitor's closet next time I'm in <laughs> Vegas. And I'm going to call you and blame you if you're not right beside me. This took us a long time to find. We walked around for at least 20 minutes looking for this place. The custodians are like, will you please get the fuck out of here? Yeah, they're like, the ghost donkey is over there. You're the 10th drunk group that has knocked on my door today so it has a metal door and it's painted the same color as the wall and it's one of those metal doors they have in like high schools that you push the metal bar across the middle of it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and the only thing different about it it has a tiny donkey about (laughs) eye level like just a little painted donkey on it and you wouldn't notice it unless you're looking for it It totally looks like a janitor's door it's Mm -hmm. right next to a garbage can And you go in and it is seriously the coolest, coziest little place. And it was relatively empty when we went because I don't think a lot of people know about it. It was really, really cool. And we all ordered shots from the tequila menu. Mm -hmm. And it, it it was nice. And then because we've ended in the Cosmopolitan, I want to give a little honorable mention The Cosmopolitan is home to the Chandelier Bar, which if you've never seen it, it's absolutely stunning. It's a three-level bar, and it is covered in like, I don't know, two million Skoroski crystals shaped like a chandelier. Mm -hmm. And at this bar, they have a secret menu. And if you go and you order the Verbena, it is a drink off the secret menu, and it comes garnished with a Szechuan button. <gasps> yes. Okay. So a Szechuan button, if you don't know what it is, it's also called a buzz button. It mm-hmm. is an edible flower or an edible bud, and it is fucking wild and crazy. You might have seen them um... – and not realize what they were because they're just like a little in pictures they just look like a little round yellow kind of fuzzy thing they kind of look like yeah the center of a dandelion without the leaves on it Mm -hmm. a little bit or the center of a dandelion when it's like fluffy Mm -hmm. but they're yellow right yes they're like greenish yellow when you eat these and the bartender will explain if it's not busy we went at the perfect time and it was just us at the bar my group so he spent plenty of time with us and he explained exactly what they are and how to better your experience so you chew on this on one side of your mouth and then the other side of your mouth for about maybe 20 seconds 10 seconds each side and you chew it and you get it good you ruminate and then Mm -hmm. you swallow it and it alters your taste buds so it starts off kind of like a firecracker in your mouth but not a painful one it's very tingly 
and then it changes your taste buds. So you start to taste things more predominantly or differently than you would. He recommended you take a sip, do the, eat the buzz button, chew it, and then drink the rest of your drink slowly. And each sip, it tastes either more salty or more sweet or um, it's it just really cool. And it's experience that I would recommend to people that are 21 and over, obviously. I've never had them, but I've seen them online and I'm so fascinated by it. And I have got to try this. I'll I need make, to figure out how to get them. I know how to get them. I figured it out and I will order some and I'll next time we're together, I'll make you a cocktail and garnish it. Secret sources. She has <laughs> secret sources, guys, that we aren't privy to. So. It's not secret. Cassie it's... is a speakeasy of her own. It's fine. <laughs> no, but that was a, a short little weird happy hour tour of Vegas and I hope you enjoyed it. I really... Um, have come to appreciate Vegas and I want to see the side of Vegas that not everybody sees. So I'm looking forward to my next trip when we go great for our job. birthdays next year. Thank you. I'm so excited to go for our birthdays next year. Great job. You did a great job ex- um, kind of giving a visual. I felt like I was there. I'm good. I'm glad. I can't take the credit for that. That was the, the sources. I pretty much. Well, thank you, sources. Thank you, Speakeasy Cassie. <laughs> I did go to a couple of the speakeasies. There's about there's a lot of speakeasies in Chinatown that I didn't mention for time's sake, and I mm-hmm. didn't go to any of them, but I would love to go to all of them and do another episode on just Chinatown. It's like we could do a whole night in Chinatown. <gasps> yes. And then do a whole night like on the strip. Yes. And then Fremont Street, downtown. Area 15, like there's so many things to do in Vegas. And I left a ton of things off this list because, you know, for time's sake, again. But I, after this block on Vegas, I have really come to appreciate Vegas as a city. It's more than casinos. It really is. It's more than like drunk people throwing money at machines. Like it's a wonderful city in my opinion. Well, we have one more episode in this block. Yes. So you don't have to say goodbye to the city yet. No. Next week, we're getting a little paranormal. Yes. A little weirder. Yes. I'm excited. We haven't done paranormal in a while, and I'm ready for it. You know what hurts my feelings. It's been too long. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So come back next week, and we'll get a little bit weirder than usual. Yes. And don't forget, love yourself. Lock your doors. And light some sage. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Thank you for joining us, by the way. 